Hello, I'm Nicola Foley, and this is the Let's Talk About podcast. This podcast is one of three, and I'm going to be talking to Demi, who is a friend of mine who also has ADHD, and we're going to start off talking about her journey of how she thought she might have it, how she got diagnosed. Then we're going to move on in the second podcast to what it's like living with ADHD, specifically being a female living with ADHD. And in the third and final podcast, we're going to talk about some of the help groups that we attend and some of the ways that we've learned to manage this condition. So I hope you find all this interesting and helpful. Hi, Demi. Hey. Okay, so, right, Demi, um, do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself first off? Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Demi, I'm 29 years old. I will be 30 in March and uh, I was diagnosed with ADHD in 2019. And I started off with some medications, came off those just for kind of, what's the word when you get, oh, side effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> side effects and um, they're still affecting me now. And, uh, um and then I started some occupational therapy which was quite helpful um but then I moved to from Fife to Glasgow and kind of lost that um and it's because of the pandemic and stuff it's taken me like until now to get back on that kind of a system um to then try some meds again and then which I've just done which weren't too helpful um and so I'm hoping to get some occupational therapy. Other than that, uh, I work freelance in film and I've done so for the last seven years. Um, I studied film in Edinburgh. Okay, thanks, cool. So why <laughs> did you <laughs> why did you want to get diagnosed in the first place? What what made you come to that decision? Um so I'd ADHD like came up on my radar a few times. And I think I first heard of it probably through something like Pinterest or something. Um, I use Pinterest a lot for like uh, just ideas, different perspective, perspectives on things. I think, I think I maybe first saw like a breakdown of like symptoms there or maybe like I came across ADHD from like frustration one day and Googling like why can't I focus on things or why can't I remember things or... I maybe saw like a list of symptoms then and thought, you know, like this does sound like me, but I had like maybe a fear of even being diagnosed with that and thinking, no, oh, it can't be because, you know, like I like used to think like what probably most people think that ADHD was something that you were, you were told you had when you were in primary school because you were one of the bad kids in the class or disruptive kids and you were a boy and it was maybe a thing you had when you were younger or it meant that you had problems at home or something and um and that was it um so because i thought like well no like i've, I've been to uni and i was never disruptive at school so i probably didn't yeah i didn't even i probably didn't even know that adhd could affect you as an adult um so what you just thought you'd like grow out of it or something you thought people grew out of it yeah yeah, I kind of did, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think, like, I think when I was at uni, I heard someone say something about someone they thought 
who was someone we knew mutually that was female and they thought they had undiagnosed ADHD and I thought well, that's quite weird that you know that that must be quite rare that a girl would have ADHD <laughs> and then um anyway so years later like I've probably seen like a breakdown of all of the symptoms and thought oh wow almost every single one of these like I relate to and resonate with right um I think I maybe asked some of my friends as well you know do you think I've got ADHD and a lot of them were like yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> oh we've always thought that or something or um yeah or you probably do or I think you do and and that really helped with my diagnosis as well like um the uh psychologist or um psychiatrist I'm not I'm never sure which but he uh he said could you get either like a family member or a friend to write you know to, to just like say some things about in support of this like to to give a, a detailed picture right but uh, my friend wrote like a like five pages or something <laughs> <laughs> and it started off with like just so you know i love you and uh, none of this is meant badly but here's like everything i've observed as your friend that so, actually shows how well she knows you by starting it uh, like that because mm -hmm, like people with yeah. adhd can definitely have like a lot of sensitivity to criticism yeah a hundred percent yeah so yeah so did you go through like your gp first and they rec they like like told you to go to a psychiatrist or they recommended one or they all right yeah good question so i uh, when i first saw this list online of symptoms and stuff i um went like went right away to my gp and i had to probably go to my gp about five times with that right and I said, look, I've looked up these kind of things online I've, and it really resonates with me and I think it applies to me a lot and I would like a referral. Well, maybe come back in a wee while and we'll, we'll look at a referral then. Like, they maybe advise these are these other things you could do. I think as well because I always, um, I always mentioned the ADHD thing like I'd go in with, I'd maybe already had an appointment for something else and I'd mention it while I was there. Um, and they'd be like, okay, well, you know, come back and we can maybe see about that and we'll do a referral. And then I got to the point where it was, um, I think as well, they maybe did try and throw meds at me for like anxiety or depression. If I'd, maybe some meds that I'd been on before. Right. And I was kind of like, no, I don't want to take those. And, um, or they would give me links to like certain resources online for like helping your mood and stuff like that. And anyway, so I was also learning to drive at the same time and I was really struggling with it. And to this day, I think, <laughs> I sometimes think passing my driving test is more of an achievement, a, a greater achievement of mine than completing my degree, <laughs> because I think, I thought I would never pass my test, and um, I would get really overwhelmed learning to drive and just feel like I was, it was taking me a really long time, and 
I was frustrating my driving instructor. I went through like three different driving instructors and um, I would always get really upset and emotional and just feel so bad about myself. And um, I did manage to pass after like learning for like two years. And it was also when I just passed my test that I noticed how distracted I was. Um, because you know, like I think it's changed now, but when I was learning to drive, they would never take you on a motorway. You yeah. that was something you had to do once you passed by yourself. Uh-huh. And and you know, there's that phrase that says like, "Oh, now the real lessons begin. Now the real driving begins." And that is so true because when you're by yourself, you know, you need to figure all these things out. Then I like, I think one day I was just so um, upset. At, this near miss that I'd had in the car that I kind of thought there's something wrong going on with my brain there's something wrong with it because I've been in the car with people and they don't get this distracted mm-hmm. or they don't like uh, they don't make these kind of mistakes were you writing these down so that you could tell your GP did you like keep a note of all this or a diary or anything mm, or no I, just, I think I just phoned them in the heat of the moment one day right. And I was like, I've been to like five times about a referral and I've never received a letter. I've never received that anything's went through for that or like what's happening with that. And I'm like, I've just nearly had an accident and I'm really worried that I'm going to have more because I think I've got ADHD and I think it's affecting like my driving and I think it's dangerous and... Mm -hmm. And that really sped things along. <laughs> and then after that, maybe within a couple of months, I got uh, an appointment and yeah, it went from there. And the so when, di- when you first like initially thought you had it then to when you got an appointment with a psychiatrist, how long was that? Maybe, maybe about a year and a half. Right. So your doctor had kind of, kind of sort of been fobbing you off for that long, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like anything, you would just kind of like put up with it. Yeah. And you would and you would forget, and then there'd be moments where you'd be reminded that, oh yeah, I should probably get a diagnosis for ADHD. Oh, I need to chase that up. And then in order to do that, I need to phone and make an appointment or, you know, and um, just being able to do that with an ADHD brain can sometimes like take you a long time. Yeah to even make yourself a priority like that as well yeah because I was I was always like I'm not so much now but back then I was like an insanely busy person and I was always working and um I kind of got like really distracted with work um and career stuff so there maybe wasn't much time to make that a priority okay so see when you got like you got this appointment with a psychiatrist, what happened then? Did like you said he asked you to get friends and family to write stuff down. So was that how long was the process with the psychiatrist from first seeing him to getting diagnosed? I'd say it was maybe like a month. It wasn't that long, it felt really quick. Yeah, I'd say it was like a couple of weeks, a month maybe. Right. And um he asked for like school report cards and to speak to a family member that was close to me, like my mom or something. And yeah, 
any kind of words from friends or things like that. I don't think he asked for a letter. I think my friend just wrote a letter and he was he was kind of like, oh, this is very handy. <laughs> like this is like this is this really helps. Um because I had a bit of difficulty with um with telling my parents about it. And my my mum was like she she didn't think that I my mum didn't agree that I had ADHD and she she didn't think that that any of those things applied to me and that that I was quite normal. Um but I think looking back I think that's quite a natural like parent thing to do where you maybe don't want to like say there's anything wrong with your child and she was probably looking at it the way that maybe a doctor would look at it as well that's like well you've been to uni and you've managed to pass your degree and you're very clever and you were never disruptive in school and and all the things that a lot of people girls don't present with when they've got ADHD (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so do you know what it is as well? I think as a parent, it's not only that you don't want anything being wrong with your child, it's that it makes you look at yourself and that yeah. you have to then go, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Because as they say at the ADHD group in Perth, apples don't fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a bit yeah. of a realisation as a parent as well that, you know, that you might have some of those traits or that you might have aspects of that in your family that it's, it's quite hard to deal with that. It's quite hard to think about that. Yeah, totally and and she might be thinking like she might have guilt that she didn't notice that and mm. I've went through all these like realms of education and all these hard things like learn to drive and a diagnosis or having known that about myself would change would have changed my life yeah um so I kind of felt like I was really fighting for it and I was re- I got I got really upset that you know my mum came in with me and she said to the psychiatrist no I don't think she does and I'm kind of thinking oh no like (laughs) but despite that um he still said like I remember him saying to me I think you do because I've observed you like you 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 came into my office and you spoke really quick and you like had all these lists and like um you know I got quite upset just talking to him about it and stuff so um, I don't know. I do remember very clearly the day that, like, I got diagnosed, and I don't know. I still imagine that like, I was presented with like a wee ADHD certificate. Because <laughs> it kind of felt like that. Yeah, it felt momentous like that. You know, it felt like, oh my goodness, what a what a rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, um, it's like it's like Lorna said at the ADHD group. It's validation. It's validation yeah. from you know you're not crazy and all those things you've been thinking about yourself. They're true. Mm, exactly and afterwards I went and took my dog walk and I just remember it was like a really sunny day and I kind of like I don't know I like lay down and like uh, I kind of remember thinking everything's going to change from here and as I was in get better as in improve yeah uh-huh, I think I'd, or just you know like it was just a very significant day yeah and yeah you're right like all these things I thought about myself I was like I felt validated that there was some truth to that and there was also there was going to be help and 
uh, I was going to learn more about myself and I was also not going to feel as bad about everything in my life that I'd had before that. Things to do with, so many things to do with uni, to do with friendships, relationships. Mm -hmm. um, to me, I was like, everything now has an explanation. <laughs> and Were you thinking, you just said you thought everything was going to get better then. Were you thinking that the psychiatrist was going to give you medication that was going to just completely change your life or that you were going to like be given support groups and were you thinking did you get the support you thought you were going to get so i thought because i'd probably watched some some videos maybe about it or i'd like read some like nhs website stuff about it and i thought that i'm going to get given meds and everything's going to be better right <laughs> like the meds will sort everything out i'll be able to focus i'll be a totally different person it sounds like you thought you were it. you were like broken and that was going to fix you oh yeah 100 percent. right <laughs> um and that's not what happened because i tried i think i tried two different types of medication maybe three and like i said there was side effects and like not everything changed and that's quite common to hear that like yeah. the medication supports people with adhd but it doesn't like make them a new person you don't suddenly go from like having adhd taking meds and then suddenly you're like the ceo of a business yeah. <laughs> like suddenly you're like i don't know and i noticed like a big i noticed actually quite a lot of pressure with the medication that they they made me like more chilled out which is good yeah but i had like things like heart palpitations that were quite scary or i'd i'd become really sweaty or i'd have really bad dreams um it affected my sleeping pattern like little little annoying things like that right that you that i started to kind of think oh is it is it really worth it you know, and then I started to feel kind of guilty that I was maybe suppressing who I actually was and that, like, I wasn't accepting who I was. And some of my friends were also commenting that, you know, you're really quiet and usually I'm, like, a really kind of energetic, lively person who's, like, always kind of trying to be funny and stuff. And, you know, they noticed that I was really quiet and that was strange. And I remember my um, psychiatrist saying, you know, you can come off the meds if you're going on holiday or something, which I was in like August tw uh, 2019. Right. So I came off the meds for like a, a two week holiday with my friends and I just never went back on them because I was like, oh, this is actually so fun to just be myself again. And I noticed that like my friends had noticed I was back to my regular old self and Right. I wasn't experiencing any of the side effects, like the the palpitations or like this. I don't know. Sometimes it felt like little bolts of electricity were going down my arms. It was really weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have any of that. Um, because I'm the kind of person that would maybe tend to worry if something like that happened. I wouldn't be able to just say, "Oh, it's the meds. I'm sure it'll be fine." I'd 
probably be worried like am I having a heart attack or Your reaction to the meds that nobody's ever had or something yeah that's what <laughs> like is this is this the meds or is this something else that I'm gonna yeah. mess with I'll just think it's the meds you know so um and then yeah obviously the pandemic happened and um wow. so you literally got your diagnosis just before that yeah because I came off the meds in August 2019 and then the pandemic happened in March yeah. 2020 so so you didn't really have a lot of processing time there did you to to come to terms with your diagnosis and and then you had all this time by yourself alone to think about nothing but that no wonder like things have been so difficult for you yeah yeah totally and then because I am um, I moved from Fife to Glasgow in January and I just moved into a flat with some friends and then and you know I was work 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 and then the pandemic happened and I kind of thought like everyone thought that the pandemic would last two weeks so I went and stayed back in Fife at my parents house because it was in the countryside and um I had asthma then I mean I don't have it now but that's a whole other story but <laughs> I, so I was kind of worried that living in a city I'd be more, and living with so many people I'd be more exposed and uh, I moved back to Fife and stayed in the countryside for a bit and um, which was really good to be able to have like access to nature and time outside and but living with your parents must have been slightly hard given that oh, yeah, it was really wasn't hard. necessarily in agreement with that diagnosis as well yeah it was really hard yeah and then I think like there was the pressure that everybody had during the pandemic to like be productive as possible and like <laughs> get your life sorted while you've got this free time and like um so so yeah and that was really difficult and then and then because I'd moved to Glasgow I so once I said to my doctor okay I, I think I don't want to try any more meds because I've tried three two or three now and I just kind of there has is there any other kind of support I can have any other kind of help and he said well I can refer you to occupational therapy so I got referred to them and I got this amazing um doctor and she um she was help she did more tests on me for stuff she did she gave me other kind of tests to sit I still don't know what they were for <laughs> and um um, but I think she was more like looking to see what parts of my ADHD affected me, whether it was like, and, and because I've got dyslexia as well, she would get me to do some writing and reading stuff and, okay. um, and yeah, but she, I would have like a phone call with her every two weeks and it was really good because she would help, like, she would say like, well, what have you been struggling with? And she would help me out with it, whether it was like planning things or trying to like have reminders for things and it was really useful but <laughs> what was kind of funny is that I always missed I missed quite a lot of the appointments because it was a phone appointment yeah. she would phone me and I'd be out with friends I'd be like, walking <laughs> in Glasgow down the street and I'd suddenly stop and go oh no and my friends are looking at me I'm like it's my ADHD doctor <laughs> and they'd be like oh right okay like that's like kind of ironic <laughs> or something <laughs> And then I'd always say, oh, I totally forgot that I was talking to you today. And yeah, so. But and then I kind of gave the game away by accident. I totally forgot. And I said to her, yeah, I've just moved to Glasgow and it's 
kind of exciting and things are going well. She said, oh, you're in Glasgow now. I can't like help you because you're no longer like a Fife resident, you know? And I was like, oh, whoops. So I think I tried to get that help in Glasgow, but because of the pandemic that that referral just got totally lost. Yeah. So I'm back in Fife now. I moved back in Fife in March, 2021. And um, it's taken me this long to then like get a new referral. So we're back, we're in October, 2022 now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Taking you that long. Mm -hmm. To, to get to the, the med stage. And now I'm probably at the stage where I'm going to jump from being prescribed meds to occupational therapy. So at any point, did they offer you, um, like CBT? Did they offer you any talking therapies? Did they offer you any support groups? Did they offer you any way of finding out about yourself or finding out about this condition? No, no, (laughs) nope. (laughs) So you basically had to go looking for extra help yourself. Yeah. I think as well, it was another kind of bad day that I had had and I kind of was looking online for, for help and to see if there was like a group or a support group that I could join. So that's how I'm now in the Perth and Kinross one. This podcast was brought to you by Nicola Foley and Buzzsprout. Music by Zapsplat. Join us next time when we'll go on to talk about what it's like living with ADHD as a woman.